Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, more roundtable discussions like this one, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet and Sir, we are gathered here. We are socially distanced here today for now to talk about who should win money in the bank. This is something I've been promising that you and I would talk about for quite some time now. And it may seem, you know, a bit preemptive. We haven't even got WrestleMania backlash out of the way <laughs> yet. But I wanted to do it basically before WWE ruin it and already announced like five competitors for each of the matches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is, I think, seven weeks tomorrow, Money in the Bank, uh, the pay-per-view. And it always feels like an opportunity, at least, even if WWE don't often claim it, to not necessarily hit the reset button, but really help people who are maybe sort of floundering a bit. Do you find that? Yeah, it's the biggest um, free hit WWE mm. has now. And floundering is the word because like 95% of the roster exists in a perpetual state of flounder. Um, that's been the case now for like the last 10 years or so. Certainly at this point, the majority of money about its existence has been filled with like a bunch of, fair enough, like one or two people that you could foresee winning and indeed foresee becoming champion off the back, but a bunch of wrestlers that serve as perfect candidates for the match. It's not ideal that, um, they've just normalised the idea. It's a bit like um, Baron Corbin, and I'm trying to think of another one that hasn't been released. I was going to say Mojo Rawley, but he's gone. Basically, ex-Andre the Giant Battle Royal winners re-entering it a few years later. They're like, oh, I want to uh, reclaim that trophy because of all the good it did for my career. I'm in this frigging match again. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> like there, There's so many superstars on that treadmill all the time that the, the money in the bank comes around and it artificially, suddenly, in like inflates the like the worth of let's say for example seven losers and one winner because in the build-up any one of them could hold the briefcase and there's even precedent now that the theoretical joke candidate could win it in otis 
um, the unlikely winners, you sort of, your Daniel Bryans from years gone by, have a chance. Um, even your major headliners, like a John Cena, they can all, there's all, there's precedent now for every kind of winner. So when they do that lineup and when you get your, your six to eight names and what would have once been, oh yeah, there's, so they can do that little gag with a ladder. It's like, well, let's not rule out Vince McMahon two hours before they go out there, just being like, oh no, he's winning now. I've decided. Like, <laughs> Uh, Mr. McMahon, um, Brock's not even in the building. Vince McMahon pulls back a curtain. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's there's no sort of rules to like how to book it anymore. There's no rules with the status of the people that go into it. So yeah, um, it, it's it's a free hit for some pushes. It's a free hit for some shocks. And typically, the reason that WWE have placed it at this time of year is because the whole product feels like it's in the mud after WrestleMania. And yet again, that's certainly the case. And we're not even at work. Like, as we record this, we are not yet out of April. For those people listening on Saturday, welcome to me. <laughs> yes. And uh, I I do this every sodding year. We go into this dip post-WrestleMania. And I always see Money in, Money in the Bank as this, like, shot at redemption for WWE in general and for some of my favourites. Um and like you say, well, last year's 100% success rate with the Money in the Bank winners. Asuka just got handed the title the next night. Very different, obviously, with Becky Lynch being pregnant. That's fantastic and all that. And, you know, Owens didn't win, but the bloke who had the briefcase <laughs> won. So it still counts. It's still good. Um, and as much as, you know, oh, we're probably going to sit here now. And as much as I'd like to say, oh, yeah, wouldn't it be good if it was like the, the two top of the ladder? You know, who's going to grab it? Is it going to be Alistair Black or is it going to be Ricochet? We're going to try and attempt to ground this in some sort of reality, but I'll be honest, you know, Mustafa Ali is probably going to slip through as well because we can dream that. It, like this pay-per-view, as I said, it's had a bloody checkered history and uh, you've had you obviously Brock just coming back. Speaking of Mustafa Ali, you've had Brock just coming back and <laughs> yeah. ruining the whole thing. You've had people like Baron Corbin winning and you go, what? Mm-hmm. But then there's like I just have my brain because I'm such a WWE, you know, died in the wool years on fan. <laughs> my brain just deletes it. Forget about all those bad memories. Remember when like Edge cashed in or Brian cashed in or, you know, whatever it may be. It always gives me this sense of hope. And I've said before, like it for me is a more a part of the big four than than maybe Survivor Series and SummerSlam. That may well be different this year because they're just going to go bonkers once they can actually have fans back uh, but let's start with it the contender for money in the bank who probably considering our track record recently probably returned on smackdown last night and uh, <laughs> he's also now a world champion or something but let's start with edge because he has got such a history with it and it it seems arguably like one of the next logical steps if not to win it to have him in the match yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna take a punt here you ready for this i can't believe that edge cost Daniel Bryan his career last night. Mm. Um, and because of that, it makes me wonder if he really needs money in the bank that he can claim that he's done that instead. He took his ultimate opportunity out on Daniel Bryan instead. Okay, we cut the podcast here. I'm going to say, when Edge didn't return against Daniel Bryan, I thought, well, what can he possibly do? And then it occurred to me that he could win money in the bank. Is that us covered? Are we good on both counts? Yeah, hang on. One, just... Let me just do one other thing. And what about Jimmy Uso returning? Because we keep talking about that and it never bloody <laughs> yeah. happens. We'll fix it all in post. Uh, yeah, like Edge feels still tangentially connected to the top of the card on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, obviously, the WrestleMania loss was damaging for his character, but it was stature enhancing for Roman Reigns. So that's that's when you beat a character like Edge. 
there's a great charm to him winning money in the bank because much of Edge's comeback has celebrated stuff that happened in the past. Um, of course, his brief reunion with Randy Orton before a blood feud built off the back of their long friendship, that really sweet embrace he shared with Christian in what would prove to be their first and last moment together since returning as full-time wrestlers. <laughs> um, yeah, there's lots of sort of, I think there's lots of ways basically to channel the nostalgia with Edge into something new. And Money in the Bank's as smart as any. Like he was synonymous with the briefcase of being, you know, the first and third cash-ins. Um, it plays into his, like the, the opportunity, he used to be the opportunist, is he that now? Because the opportunity slipped through his fingers. He let himself get so obsessed with Daniel Bryan's entry into the match that it actually happened. He could have just sat back and be like, oh, on the Rumble, cool, I get a singles match. Good luck, Daniel Bryan, good at Roman Reigns. But the whole deal was he kind of let his, like he lost his head and thus ended up having a far more difficult task at WrestleMania. Money in the bank is the thing he knows is route one. Uh, the thing he knows works better than some stupid WrestleMania main event or some triple threat. He also knows the threat that awaits in Roman Reigns and that possibly the only thing that could stop Roman Reigns is a cash-in mm. because he now knows probably not to fancy his chances one-on-one. So, like, I, there will be criticism. There will be, it's much like the Miz cashing in and winning again 11 years later. Um, Christ, it's much like half of the roster being made up of John Laurinaitis' guys as Triple H's NXT call-ups fade into obscurity. <laughs> there will be certain like alarmist takes that, Christ, this company is finally doing what we thought it never would, which is mine the era that hardly anybody watched. Um, but yeah, I, I think there are worse logical, there are worse choices from a logic point of view in terms of putting it in on legends than Edge. Um, let's transfer over and talk about the, the women's match. Uh, uh, there is people that will be in there, but in terms of people who could win and who would arguably who we'd like to win, it's quite a thin field, I'd say. I sent you know a list to you, uh, which obviously included Shayna Baszler, because I feel like that's the only thing that will make her or allow her to become world champion. And there's always there's still that bit of me of and if bloody Peyton Bloody Royce was still around, she'd be on this list just as much of the it's not gonna happen. You're telling me there's a chance. So I dreaded it, I ran from it, but it was inevitable. Shane yes. was on the list. <laughs> Let's talk about someone who is less of well, I don't know. Is he less of a pie in the sky? It's certainly one you and I hope for, and could happen with her undermining of postman Pierce going on and fans, or you and I, a lot of us at What Culture, to be fair, desperate to see her back in the ring. And I think this would be the perfect way to... I mean, you don't have to introduce her back to in-ring competition. The beauty of, of this, I suppose, is normally when we they win the money in the bank, they win, and then they just keep losing until they go, <laughs> right, okay, I'll try now, and I'll cash money in the bank in. This person arguably could win it, and then not wrestle until she cashes it in. And I'm talking, of course, Sonia Deville. Yeah, um... To just build on your point about the field being thin, well, because they've booked the divisions like absolute, like just yeah. unforgiv- unforgivably so. Um, Bailey has proven herself Teflon to everything, but with the exception of her, outside of title feuds across both brands, the booking of the women in WWE this year has been disgraceful. And it, the chickens come home to roost on a show like this, where all you've got to do is assemble like six to eight realistic contenders for these this briefcase. And you can't do it. You like you just cannot do it. Like you, you have to. This has to be potentially rather than 
the gradual elevation of somebody or the telling of a story that becomes, I was thinking of the Miz in uh, 2010 as a good example of this, mm. a guy that was already on the cusp of that upper echelon and then won the briefcase that would be his basic, his golden ticket to that. You know, like that was going to help him smash the glass ceiling, if only temporarily. Um, everybody's in almost the opposite land of that. It's the, it's a case of everybody being just on the bones of their arses, looking for some creative investment, looking for anything resembling a push. And somebody winning this, instead of it being a key that unlocks the last door, it's a golden ticket that lets them into the Magic Championship factory, like <laughs> where they just never in a million years thought of get a title shot, and now they're going to get one. You it's know, the, uh, it's friggin- the aliens in Toy Story, isn't it? <laughs> oh, 100%. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I know AEW made that literal, but already Chris Statland is more over than three quarters of the women on WWE's roster. Like, <laughs> it's it's been a disaster zone. Like, think about, like, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, right, could be in this ladder match, and let's say Nia Jax is in it, and then, like, Nia's going to throw a ladder at them. So they just stand back and they go, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that based on what we know about the characters of late, that would be their most logical move. Yeah, I'll save it. I'll just get in a more contenders match next week. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot could have had some kind of um, oh, we're both gonna enter the match. What's this gonna do to this team that we fought so hard to get back together so we could have all the success? Except where's the success been? Like, yeah. was it really worth it getting them back together? Liv, quick, word on, quick word on Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is someone I constantly get tweets about when when we're doing the news and, mm. and the, the Q&As that we do on Twitter uh, of people suggesting she should be in the title picture and, and this is a way to maybe elevate her into it. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think that they've always had high hopes for Liv Morgan. And unfortunately, you need to be like a supreme professional wrestler to wrestle beyond some of the creative that WWE dishes out. An example of somebody that was great, but not supreme is Peyton Royce. Mm. Peyton Royce got so little opportunity to like flex what she could do in the ring. And every time she did, it was great. And it still wasn't good enough. So I think Liv Morgan finds herself there at the moment. Very, very marketable personality. Like more than passable in the ring and will always improve given the reps. But you can't be like amazing. You've got to, be, you've got to have. Shayna Baszler is that. Shayna Baszler can survive this current run, can survive pretty much most of the main roster career and be rehabilitated in the click of a finger. So the Money in the Bank briefcase like looks increasingly like could go to someone like her. But I, I would favour Sonia Deville to get to your second point. I love the idea of her putting herself in the match as a bit of a power trip, as a bit of a power move. I like the... Um, I, I didn't expect to be able to say this. I am enjoying the um, admin middle management power struggle between Sonia Deville and Adam Pearce. I think Adam Pearce commands a rather dignified authority on these shows, mm. these absolute fucking circuses that he has to oversee. <laughs> um, and I feel a bit sad for Sonia Deville undermining it. And I feel a bit nervous for Pearce, especially on SmackDown, when it appears as if Deville has very astutely spotted, you know, I think I want to side with Roman Reigns in these little battles you've got here. <laughs> and now it's, and now it's bleeding over a raw and, that's going to, again, undermine Pierce's authority. It's normally the stuff I dread, and I just think it's being well-performed, and I think it's being alluded to more than it is. You're not being smashed over the head with it, or at least we haven't been. You might do now that they're covering across both brands, but it doesn't feel like up until now they're smashed over the head with it. So DeVille, what, in a month we're talking about? About a month and a half? I could see this story being at the stage where on the go-home show, um, DeVille books like a last-chance spot. They love them, don't they, where all the losers get to go in a battle yeah. royal. And then she 
introduces herself as the final contender and tips two people out and just while still in her suit and says, oh, I'll see you money in the bank oh. and claims it that way. And Adam Pierce is like, oh, you've brought this into disrepute. And Sonny Deville's like, the whole product's been in disrepute for 25 years. Adam, give it up. And he's like, yeah, fair enough. I'll see you pay for you. Like, yeah. But something like that would be quite a neat way to sort of take this story forward. Even if she doesn't win, um, it would make her feel like a favourite and would give the, this, as you say, this thin feel. Like, I think, like is Lily going to climb the ladder? Like, you know, like, uh, is Alexa Bliss going to be three quarters of the way up reaching out and then lights go off? And it's a jack in the box, only it's a jack off in the box. It's Bray Wyatt turning <laughs> favour from WrestleMania and now she's distracted and more goo. Is she going to open the briefcase before unhatching it, which has never happened before, but mm. taking it from the carabiner, is she going to, I'll open this first, goo in the face. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, is she going to be in it just so they can do a do-over of WrestleMania and have this time Bray distract her? Uh, like it, it, none of it feels good. Does it? <laughs> What's the word I'm searching for? Yeah, good. None of it feels good. Like the... I think we're going to get the classic spot. Alexa's going to be up top, and then you, the good old Lily's going to tip the ladder. Got to, got to have your turn. Got to turn on someone. <laughs> She's been there the whole time, Amplet. She's fed up of living in in. Uh... Hang on, got to be careful because my uh, thing that records me in this room. In Little Bl- Miss Bliss's shadow. Yeah, let's quickly talk yes. about them actually, because I was sort of to make my notes of this. I was sort of scrolling through the roster page, and I went. Well, got to be honest, I went and saw the fiend, and went and sort of scrolled past it. <laughs> You've got to include him. So let's talk about them all as one: fiend and Alexa Bliss. I mean, in terms of re, I can't believe I'm using this phrase: rehabilitation for the undead uh, bloke who can get killed with an RKO, but getting set on fire doesn't uh, affect him that much. <laughs> Uh, and spooky child, schoolgirl. Uh, eh, I really hope neither of these things happen, but I, I, I'm sensing as the more and more I talk about it and the more and more Vince's brain turns to mush that one or if not both of these could come true and you could get jeweled spooky in the money in the bank bollocks things. I am so sold on Bray Wyatt being the money in the bank briefcase holder. I wish we could just do a podcast on that. Right, we managed to inject about what did we work out? About six months of fantasy booking into a match that never even happened, yeah. In a variety of previews and reviews. Um, because whilst we about once a week, sometimes twice, what tossed off about four different ideas that they could have inserted into a match, WWE went, I like it, but RKO, (laughs) (laughs) so. I love the idea of the feed winning. It's a bit like when we used to make the jokes of like, what the frig's the ref going to check his knee pads or something when he comes out as this like sort of floating spirit murder clown. I love the idea of him like a man with magic powers has to like run down the aisle with the referee. Like he's down. He's down. I've got him. I've got him. Um, That's so funny to me that like this is a man with a literal magic power. Like he returned from being set on fire, but he's uh oh, Bray Wyatt's been very smart. He's waited till uh, someone's worked Roman Reigns' leg, and uh, now he's gonna rather just like making it disappear. And I love all that. Anytime that Bray Wyatt looks the most human is is brilliant, and and we probably should have led with this fiend mask briefcases. $3,000, wbshop.com. Yeah, yeah. Fiend no. Max briefcase. Carry uh, possessions to work if you've got no friends at your place of work. <laughs> or if you 
or through an airport if you holiday alone. Uh, get yourself a get yourself some thousand dollar fiend luggage. Remember that um, remember that image that did the rounds of Seth Rollins in an airport and he was having to carry the money in the bag briefcase because <laughs> it's just like don't transport it on the truck. He's made to take it with him. It does lend itself very well to. Alexa Bliss being a child and it being effectively a lunchbox, doesn't it? Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> it does. He's been wanting to show Alexa Bliss's lunchbox for months, hasn't he? That's why she <laughs> tore herself away from Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Moving swiftly on to the rest of the field, uh, someone we anticipate to get a world title shot, if it hasn't bloody happened last night or something, in the next few months, if not year, is Big E. I, I personally would like to see him go into some, any other feud and then win the Rumble. But if they're going to do this quickly, this is the best way to do it. And uh, yeah, Big E gyrating with a briefcase makes me very happy. I think it's this is the one for me, you know. Um, I understand the your argument there of he goes into a feud and then wins the Royal Rumble. But Christ, it's like eight months away. Goes into a feud, like is code for work the same guy 18 times between now and January. Like you, the risk you run with the big... Like obviously, you know, we all love him. The risk you run with the big E is just Vince McMahon, just like waking up and not seeing it one day. Yeah. And I just think there's less chance of that happening when he's got the briefcase in hand. He's so awesome. He's so ready. I'm glad he lost the Intercontinental title because it's time to start moving upwards beyond that belt. Um, Big E versus Roman Reigns feels huge 
Like Biggie as a babyface versus Roman Reigns as a as a heel was the sort of thing last November we were pitching as a WrestleMania match. Didn't really get there, but it wasn't like Biggie was wasting his time or spinning his wheels in the meantime. Mm. So in hindsight, it's it's perhaps quite nice. Uh, I tell you what it is, I've lost faith in Biggie and Roman Reigns as a WrestleMania match because I've looked at those. They want to get back to the big stadiums, the big numbers as quick as possible. And I've started to see the next two WrestleManias as Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Mm. And I can't see Big E breaking into that. But what I can see is in the interim, Big E becoming the Universal or the WWE Champion. It, like, this feels like a, a good time to do it. And then you kind of just just run with it and see see how it feels, you know, when he's got the belt on. Yeah. Um, like, customised briefcases, it says Mun E in the <laughs> bank, because that's his name, in it? Um, but, you know, like, they just, just try it on and see how it feels as champion, maybe outside of the glare of the WrestleMania pressure. Um, because not everything, like, and I understand why people kind of drew this line, but not everything with the New Day, like, has to be Kofi Mania. Mm. Like, it doesn't always have to be centred around WrestleMania. Um, it can just be centred around a push at the right time. I always go back to this as an example, because I feel like it's the most prevalent one. Bailey and Sasha paid off in Hell in a Cell, because it was yeah. trying to pay the story off. We, we didn't need eight more months. And I just, I think with that case, over this typically dry summer months, if you're looking at like an autumn winter cashing, like do it then. It's all, it's not risk free, but it certainly feels less of a gamble. Or in terms of yeah, in terms of uh, you know maybe I'm blinded by how much of a bloody top bloke Big E is. Ourheroesrock.org always want mm. to mention. Like Big E's the sort of person I could easily see saying, Roman, I'm going to tell you when I'm going to cash this in. Me and you are going to have a title match at SummerSlam at you know one of the sort of autumn pay per views, so that. You know, it doesn't feel as convoluted as, you know, I, I love a good, oh my God, someone's cashing in right now. But yeah. I also have got a lot of time for, this guarantees a title shot, but I don't I don't need to sneak a win over you. I'm better than you, or I'm, you know, the, the old classic baby face. I'm, you know, I, I, I just feel like you should be told in advance and their pay-per-view will be, <laughs> big balls of fire. I don't bloody know, you know. SummerSlam would be the one. I, I'd have full crowd back. Big E versus Roman Reigns main event. If not, if you're not going to have Bianca, Sasha, Bailey, sort of one of that version of things, that's what I'd have. Um, but but we'll have to see how WWE decides to to do that. But I, I could certainly see Big E as, as being in the match. If if you know if he's not winning it, this would be the perfect catalyst to start another feud with with someone else for me. Um, let's run through some of the other runners and riders that we we've considered. Uh, your, just very quickly, your thoughts on the likes of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who've been involved in this tag team bollocks for so long. Well, um, the division is disgraceful. The belts are meaningless. And if I'm being honest, um, it's possibly, how can I say it's not being cruel considering how much I've just buried the division? It's possibly Nia Jax level. Um, it, it wouldn't, Nia Jax's contributions to Raw over the last six months would have been great if it wasn't the primary concern of the division does that make sense yeah. like she she made a meme of the my whole thing it was really funny they've kind of got something i think with tamina and her lately um naya and shana look dominant she was bullying lana like if that stuff wasn't center stage forget anything else that's going on Asuka. who cares about Asuka? because naya jackson's hurt a bum Right. If that was just like if we've got four women's angles and that's one of them, 
great. But instead, it just was taking centre stage all the time. And she kind of, she had a run. It was passable. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's times and place to pile enough for the injuries. This probably isn't it. But I think it's okay to say that somebody is better suited to that kind of role than be getting title pushes all the time. Shayna Baszler, on the other hand, has done virtually all of this clown stuff since she's debuted. She's barely been near the title since she lost to Becky Lynch, which is fine in a, um, a system where there's a sporting framework or there's rankings. I could understand if Shayna Baszler's had to spend the year getting herself back up to best, but she's not just farted around. Hmm. like she's, And she's somebody that I don't think yet has been spoiled at that top level. So... Like I think she's a, I think she's a legitimate contender if they can get these cursed tag belts off them. Nia Jax less so. Shayna Baszler, like definitely still yes. Yeah, you mentioned a few names there that I just I really don't even give any time to. Your Lanas, your Natalias, your Tamina's, even your Charlotte Flairs. Like for me, they can't be anywhere near. Like they can be in the match, but I don't want them yeah. anywhere holding this briefcase. I think I think that's it. I think more so than the men this year. It's kind of what we were talking about before, really. Um, it's a bit of a Hail Mary, this one, for a, a, for a character that's been drowning. Like, I, I don't really want to see Sasha Banks or Bailey in this match, assuming that they're not going to be champion. They'll probably have to put at least one of them into legitimise yeah. the stipulation. But they're above it. They're like, you know, Bianca Belair's a champion, so we'll not count her. Asuka is kind of still going to be in a title mix, so we'll not count her. Those wrestlers feel too big for this mm field of complete losers like you've almost got like this has got to be like a lifeline win for a Shayna or a Naomi for example like this kind of like we've got the briefcase sort of the last chance to salvage something was it called gift from the gods in Lucha Underground I feel like that's the the way that they should handle it like this Mm. isn't is it just a little help up helping up this is you know manna from heaven this is oh I desperately Mm. need something like this And, and to that point um, let's talk about some of the other, you know, contenders who would be longer odds if we were to run a bookmakers. I'm talking, of course, of your Mustafa Ali's, your Riddles, your man who returned. I was going to say, I don't know, maybe he returned to the ring last night, but he certainly returned in promo form a week or so ago. And that's your Alistair Blech. Um <laughs> I suppose at those three, Black might have the best shot. I mean, look, he survived getting thrown off the roof of a building last year. So taking the bump yeah. off the ladder, taking the bump off the ladder is nuts. Um They completely nuts all that, didn't they? Just oh no, there's a level below yeah. it. Not dead. That was it. Like the, what was so funny about that, and I think a lot of people missed the point because they were too busy tripping over themselves to like praise the uh, just how funny it was. Because brother Love was in the canteen and John Laurinaitis was in the toilet. Uh, the rest is don't even see the wet floor size of stupid idiot. So you're scared of just ours was a Vincent man. He's 70 odd. Um, yeah, because it, it was just so funny. There was no time to dissect it. Uh, what I loved about that was not that, yeah, there was a floor below, so they, they were fine, but it was the Baron Corbin didn't know that. He said yeah. it like commit, commit murder twice, like <laughs> with Rey Mysterio as well. You know, off you go. Like, <laughs> also, Alistair Black would have been there, you know, the whole thing of like, oh, you've done a dying like a plane crash with a celebrity because it would be like this celebrity's dead and three other people have died as well it'd be like Rey Mysterio's dead and some other guy died too I don't know what his name was <laughs> Tommy meets his end <laughs> one for the uh, one for the real smart listeners amongst us there um, no well, yeah, the- about last year I've got to say is the bit where Stephanie McMahon clearly went I'm not going back into the office there's a bloody 
pandemic on. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'll just film some in my room. They'll never be able to tell that this isn't the same. What was it? Dana, <laughs> that's not the right briefcase. <laughs> Nailed it. it in- time. Send that. We transfer that over. Imagine that. Like, oh, we- do you want to do this, that thing? Not really, but like I'll do a Zoom bit. What you got in mind? Just thought, can you call one of the talent thick as pig shit, please? Yeah, yeah, no bother. Like, Dana Brooks unhooking some merch from a meeting room instead of the briefcases we've had the cameras trained to for two weeks. Yeah, no bother. Dana, you're so stupid and you suck. <laughs> did, did I get that? Yeah, you nailed it, Stephanie. You've absolutely nailed that. You know, um, Everyone had it early on in lockdown when you're like, oh, you know, I'd like whether you had drinks with your mates over Zoom or whatever, and you're like, Oh, sorry, I've been in a bit of a dark place. I really needed that. That's what I said. Oh, I'm bollocks anyone in ages. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Feels so much better. <laughs> um, what were you even talking about? Oh, there, it was Tommy End, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Alistair Black. Like, why not? Um, if he's back in time. Um, although there may be money in the book based on Alistair Black's current role. Um, he might sit that, knowing Alistair Black, like he's got about three more months in his cupboard, doesn't he? Before he comes out again, he takes <laughs> his sweet time, takes his sweet time getting out of there. We talked about Big E as a favorite. I think, um, Riddle is a favorite, yeah, genuinely. I think he's a favorite, um, not anyone's favorite wrestler, not anymore, but uh, a favorite to win this match. He, the Randy Orton stuff against my better judgment. It's kind of like legitimately interesting. Um, they're going to have a singles match to like settle that. They might still be mates by the time that Money in the Bank comes around. But just looking at where he is in the card, you know, we said it at WrestleMania and it was with some hesitation, but like that loss to Sheamus was similar to Big E. It was a loss upwards, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. right, get that mid-card belt off him because Vince McMahon like might be booking him to be this cretinous arsehole backstage, but he likes that about people. <laughs> like he has no idea how to write relatable human beings anymore. So in his mind, he's like, ah, I bet when parties come back, you're going to want Riddle there, aren't you? Like, no. But yeah, he's going to turn up on a scooter with a reefer. You even know what that is? That's like beers, but you could say you get different effects off them. All right, Vince, thanks. Um, <laughs> like in his mind, he's the top guy in waiting. So like, I think he has to be considered like a, an actual favourite here, a serious favourite. Um, and, like, if we're talking about, like, fun outside bets, like, Sami Zayn. I was about to say it because he was, awesome, I think, two years ago. I think it was, it must have been around WrestleMania 35 when he was doing the Voice of the Voiceless thing. And I remember, or not Voice of the Voiceless, CM Punk, obviously, but, you know, the, hmm. that that whole gimmick. And I remember seeing that and seeing the, the following weeks and going, Oh my god, this is the year, guys. This is it. Sammy Zayn, he's gonna really win one in the bank. And then I think Broad Strom just put him in a bin. And that's when I had my entire break <laughs> on the night roll. That was that was it. And I went, Oh, I guess it's I guess it's not happening then. Put him in a bin, he did, didn't he? <laughs> Straight in the bin. What about Braun? Well, he's won it before. He, Piss, uh, off. Piss off. He doesn't even need to climb the ladder, he can just catch the train. No, the tell you what would be better. Is Big George winning it by not even climbing the ladder, just going, oh, it's there. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later. <laughs> that was easy. Um, no, Braun. Braun shouldn't win and he won't win. I think he'll, I mean, he's in and around the title picture for now for something you're backlash. And I always think that if you're in and around there, you're kind of out of the question for me. But yeah, Sami Zayn, you know, I was going to group him in with Kevin Owens. I don't think Kevin Owens wins this. Uh, he's almost too good for it in my eyes. And I'm not saying Sami Zayn isn't too good for it. But it does play nicely into the whole sort of cracking a little bit. And then he 
you think he's just going to go on a weird downward spiral and then they go, yeah, put the put the the thing that will give him a world title shot on him. I, I just think it's like funny to, you look basically for two things with the Money in the Bank winner now and it's not even, oh, what will they be like as a champion? You look at how well they can make the case interesting until they cash in and how good they are at absorbing losses. It's really sad, but like those are the two yeah. things you need to think about. Unless they're cashing in on the night, and that's happened, and that's always like quite fun. But if you're going to have a run, you need to you need to know how good they can be at making that briefcase mean something. When traditionally they'll take more losses than wins before they cash in. Sami Zayn, on those grounds, is sort of a perfect holder. Yeah, and he's also someone you're not 100 convinced will win when he does cash yeah. in. <laughs> Spend too long skanking down the aisle, but I, I I think I'd love to see him. It's not going to happen. Or Shinsuke Nakamura potentially win it but that that won't they went oh, give me a push yeah all right you signed the contract now fair enough um <laughs> quick word on keith lee um i think he, the last one i read and I, this may have been not even be true so this is pure speculation on my behalf but i believe he's suffering the effects of, of long covid uh which partially might be one of the reasons uh that he's he's off tv that's not you know official as far as i'm aware i just sort of sort of read that somewhere and that could just be complete bollocks um but he'd be a great, someone great to hold that briefcase. It's like a bloody hell, you don't want him to cash in on you, even if you're feeling 100%. Yeah, um, he's the guy that the old money, in, like when Chris Jericho divides a concept, it's for the likes of a Keith Lee, like a guy in mind, like somebody that doesn't need a lot of promotion to be at that level where, oh, I sod it, let's put the belt on him. We, he's got this golden ticket, let's just do it. Um, but yet in modern WWE, some what we know 16 years after the money in the bank was devised um we're at a point where it kind of works against talent like that now the people that have got the ability to get themselves over just by being themselves until vincent man cops wind of that like it becomes it becomes something that like wrestlers like keith lee need rather than just should have he's a perfect obviously and all of that is pending what you've just said there if he's if he's well and if he's good to come back but if he's in and around the, like the mid card by the time the pay-per-view is coming around I think he's a dead cert to be in the match and I'd, he'd be the top, sort of guy that I'd want to see win it because I think he's like a perfect perfect version of what a, a proper Money in the Bank holder should have been once upon a time yeah um, right let's conclude by uh, one name who I literally booked to win this in December because of all the shambles when I thought well that's the Money in the Bank cashing completely wasted for this year and then they just went no uh, you can have it back actually and that is one, Adam Cole. You want to establish him on the main roster, you make him world champion, and you do that by giving him the money in the bank briefcase. And arguably, he could be one of those people who, you know, shenanigans his way into this match. Maybe they include NXT people in it, who knows? And he can win this and then still go back and finish whatever he's got going on with, with cool Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know, but... It seems to get. It seems to every now and again get this wave of support online uh, when people suggest the idea of, of Adam Cole becoming Mister Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really, really not against it. I think um, I, I've been kind of campaigning for this on our NXT reviews. Um, I don't really want people to stay put in NXT. Uh, the the narrative for so long has been, um, oh no. They're going to go to the main roster and they're going to be doomed. I, I just feel like they're doomed there. I, like, it's there's only so much they can do. They hit ceiling after ceiling. They recycle feud after feud. Um, and I just, I don't know. It feels like 
all feels a bit empty at the end because it just feels like you completed the game and you're going back and trying to get 100 percent in it. You yeah, know, like that's 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 like like trying to get do crack every little like item that you need to collect on an old GTA or something like that when you completed the story. Mm. Like I, I I just Cole is a, a great candidate for the sort of the narrative reasons you've suggested, but just to extend that out to other NXT guys and you know, like pick your favorite, but like I'd welcome anybody, absolutely anybody from NXT to get that unofficial call up and win the briefcase. Uh, you know, get their have that be their introduction onto the main roster, however you want to refer it. Maybe have them do an edge and be like, uh, well, maybe I'll check out the other uh, takeover event this weekend. If I like what I see, maybe I'll cash on you and then just never cash in. Just <laughs> not even be not even be the, not even be a takeover. So it. fundamentally you thought the main event was crap then, did you? Um <laughs> So like something along those lines, maybe. But yeah, like I'd love it as a as a method for a call up. I'd really, really like that because I just I don't need people to be sticking around on Wednesdays if they've done all their business on NXT. Mm. Maybe even someone for an NXT who's got quite a lot of money in the bank. <laughs> I can dream. I think there's more you're more you're more likely to get bloody tie of Valkyrie winning it because they're like, wait a second, money in the bank, Frankie Money, 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 money in the money, money. We could get Michael Cole saying it. <laughs> Now, this is where we could do another podcast. You say that. What about if Dakota Kai was walking around with money in the bank briefcase? Aww. There's something to think about, isn't it? You know, but like that's how you can do use it with NXT and like interweave it into their stories. If you talk about the men's division, Christ, I could lift about six guys off that NXT show and put them on Raw and never see them again. Like I'll, I, I honestly, I would take like Braun Strowman on NXT as mm. a trade. Something different, isn't it? Like what's that going? What's that going to look like? He's bigger than the Capital Wrestling Center. Like I just, I think like, I genuinely think that would help both shows. I just, I'm just going to add that to the Michael Adams big book of big wrestling ideas that will never actually happen and we'll be sad about. Dakota it. Kai wins the briefcase. Yeah, you're more likely to get. Hang on, I'm trying to think of another pun there. Dunny in the bank. There we go. Pete Dunn's going to win the big world. Nice. That's good. Tries to cash in. He's got his brummy accent. The American referee doesn't understand him. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've pretty much listed everyone on the bloody WWE roster, but it's inevitably going to be <laughs> Becky Lynch or something like that. But let us know your <laughs> you'd like to see money in the bank. We can dream, damn it, on Twitter uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. But for now, this has been Get the Table. My thanks to Michael Hamper. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.